Welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC, and this is episode number 101 of the Sports Bros Podcast. That's right. We got a 100 out of the way, and now we're going to give you another 100 more. But of course, you know I cannot do this by myself. But before I go any further, I want to thank everybody that's been riding with us through this journey. We greatly appreciate it. We, we appreciate this so much. Because if it wasn't for y'all, we wouldn't be here talking sports. But time to get back on track. Or as the words of Almighty Be Live say, I'm going to track this thing. And I will. Speaking of the devil, introducing first the Almighty Be Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? We are in the midst of madness. And it's been absolute, utter madness. Crazy, unbelievable. Oh, I'm so excited and devastated all at the same time. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right because I'm not the only one suffering through this whole bracketology thing, but I'm suffering less than others. And um, speaking of others, there's this other guy on the podcast that you know, we got to introduce every week. Uh, yeah, sure. I. Oh, man. And speaking of that other guy, the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, a.k.a. Mr. Eye Candy himself, none other than the money man, Scotty D. Thank God it's episode 101 because 100 was a disaster. I, I, I went off on Jim Beheim and he's in the Sweet 16. I lost Purdue. I lost Illinois. I lost whoever my other team was um who was my other team texas mm. i got gonzaga so yeah i'm one of those guys suffering i should never have talked so much trash on jim Beheim last week it's coming back to haunt me but it was fun and, and was what fun. what is going on with the big 10 Let, we'll, let's just get into this stuff eddie cool let, let, let let's drop right on into the big topics of the day shall we all right, we're going to go to the big topics of the day. But before we, we're going to get to the madness, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me, we will get to the, to the madness. But first, the new league year started for the NFL this past week. And guess what? All those trades, like the Jared Goff trade and the uh, Matt Stafford trade, yep, that's official. And any other trades, they're official too. And uh, this is the beginning of the free agency period or the frenzy, if you will. Um, the New England Patriots, some of the notable signings that they got, Hunter Henry, John o. Smith, Matthew Judon, and a thousand more people. And then the Giants, they signed wide receiver Kenny Galladay, which means he's finally free from Detroit. And A.J. Green signs with the Arizona Cardinals. And of course, fellas, I have a question, as I always do. Which team will make an impact with the new signees not just the ones i mentioned but the other teams that you've seen uh making big moves during the off season scotty d where you at on this 
You know, I actually think that the AJ Green thing is a sneaky big deal. I think it's a really good deal because that's that's given Kyler Murray a, a another big target. AJ Green's a big guy, big target, and he he kind of lost his way. It seemed the last couple of years in in Cincinnati, a little bit of injury problems, but now he doesn't have to be the guy out there, which he has been in, in Cincinnati because uh, they got D Hop out there. I think I think that is a a, a nice signing for the Cardinals. I I think that I, I think the Kenny Galladay signing is pretty good for the Giants, but I think that that AJ Green thing is a pretty big deal for the Cardinals. What you think, B Live? Me, I like what's going on, and you you're gonna hear this, and you're gonna you're just gonna blow your mind because it just doesn't make any sense. But I'm being unbiased right now. I like what's going on in New England. They they are making a lot of moves. They're shaking it up, shaking up the foundation. They got they got a couple of weapons for Cam Newton. I think that is they're they're making some noise. And but, but before we continue, let me make sure I got this correct because I just heard um, Scotty D just completely just change his whole tone about the um, Arizona Cardinals and um, Kyler Murray. Hmm, you, you, you were just saying just um, um, a week or two ago that um, you, just, you don't believe in Kyler Murray is too short. Now, 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 now they're making moves and now gives them another weapon and the da-da-da. Well, which, which one is it, Scotty D? Let, let me know what's going on. What's happening with you? I think it's a big deal for him because he is a, a, a short dude that needs a bigger target. I I mean, he's running around like a little jackrabbit back there, and now he has another big-time weapon to throw to. He can get it out there and get it up to A.J. Green. I, I think that's that's good for him because I don't think he's the, the, the prototypical NFL quarterback that can stand in the pocket and, and go through his reads. I think this helps him a lot, honestly. Oh, man. Backtracking, I still don't think he's that great of a quarterback. Um, you know, he's good, but I said what I said. Go on with your bad self <laughs> <laughs> He said what he said. I like it. I like it. But yeah, New England. I definitely. I'm I definitely the um, Cardinals. I. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't believe in the New York Giants. I just don't. Danny Dimes did some magic his first year, but his second year, as compared to his first year, was. A mm-hmm. And they really like. Maybe with a healthy Saquon Barkley. Maybe. Kenny Galladay is a big signing. They also splashed a bank with a cornerback um, signing um, signing today. Um, what, was, what was my man's name? Ah, those Atery. Somebody, somebody so important that you don't know his name? I don't know. It was three years, $39 million for yeah, a no, cornerback. A corner, yeah. Yeah, he was one of the bigger corners on the market. Mm-hmm. So the, the Giants are trying. They're trying to make a couple of moves. Um, we'll see what um, Danny Dimes does in year three. I don't believe in him. I just don't believe in the Giants like ever because just I mean they're in the NFC least, so it won't be too hard for them to be in first place considering the oh. other teams that are there. Oh, <laughs> poking that bear, I see. Poking That's, that bear, oh, yeah. I see. Yes. But I'm wearing I, penguin stuff to get you off me on that topic for today. It's not work. No, 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 not at all. This is just, just got to do it. But 
I'm here's one other thing that I'm sort of just out there with my beloved Carolina Panthers. They've signed a couple um, um, offensive linemen. They've signed they signed um, um, a linebacker, but it's still they're, they're still making a play for one Deshaun Watson. And oh, I was, oh no. I, you hot, know what? Hot it, potato, it, baby. Hot potato. I, I, if I, I was Houston. I'd take whatever deal you offer me for Deshaun Watson right now. Yep. And um, hot potato, hot potato, baby. That that situation's hot right now because no matter what, there's what like a dozen girls now coming forward with accusations against this dude. At this point, it doesn't matter if he gets found not guilty. 12 times legally. I mean, these aren't even criminal charges. It's all civil charges at this point. It doesn't matter because Roger Goodell sat down Zeke Elliott for five games for stuff that happened before he was even in the NFL because of the, the behavioral thing. He sat down Roethlisberger over accusations. Deshaun Watson is going to be sitting at some point. This yeah. is not a good time to be Deshaun Watson. You know what, fellas? Um, Here's my thing. I, I've the past few th- days I've been thinking about this whole Deshaun Watson situation, and here's what I've come up with. Believe it or not, I think and and call me crazy. And I'm you know I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but like you know, when it smells like a pile of doo doo, something just don't sit right. I think this is an act by the Houston Texans to sabotage the value of this Sean Watson. It's the classic case of, hey, if we can't have you, nobody else will have you. And that's not good. And, and I don't see the good coming out of this, man. It's just a whole lot going on. And it's just a messy situation. I just don't understand it. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't. And you, and, and from the way the Texans have been moving the past few years, um, DeAndre Hopkins, he gone. Now you have J.J. Watt. They released him. Um, they didn't re-sign Will Fuller, who's gotten sent out due to a PED suspension for the first, what, four games of the season. But he got signed by the Dolphins, so they get now they, Now it's their problem. So um, I don't know what the hell's going on in Houston, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crumble fest down there. I just, I just don't like it, but I'm feeling, I got a feeling, feeling, feeling that this might be an effort by the organization to sully his value. I always thought that, hey, if you don't want to be here, then let me help you get up out of here. Let me not, you know, force you to stay. But it's kind of like, hey, we're going to force you to stay situation, and we're going to push you through the ringer. Hell of high water. Opening day, you will be number four for the Houston Texans. And that's crazy, fellas. Crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And I refuse, I refuse to give this boneheaded lawyer any type of press on this podcast. I'm not going to mention his name, but he should be thrown in jail and his freaking license should be stripped and revoked. He should never (laughs) be able to practice law again because all of this is unmerited. Not one criminal case, all civil, based off of what? hearsay literal hearsay there's absolutely no facts there's no evidence it's just hearsay and the fact that this guy has been given so much press and so much time is is criminal it's absolutely criminal 
Like, in the fact that you could sleep at night just th- trying to find a way to get your name out there and hard-earned money. Like, you know what, bro? This is... who? I mean, who announces a civil case on Instagram? <laughs> when, when, where do they do... Who does business like that? Where do they do that at? I'm just... Like I get there's certain there's certain platforms that like us here, the Sports Pros Podcast, we have an Instagram page and we do conduct business on Instagram because that's something completely different. We're actually getting sports out there. And every now and again I might come up with a funny meme, you know what I'm saying? Hashtag be live memes. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. What happened means, you know, I got a couple of hashtags out there. But that's because we are we're a sports production company. We we give out videos, pictures, and stuff like that. That's how we conduct business. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You're a lawyer. Do better, baby. Got to do better. Just <laughs> unbelievable. That's why this has absolutely no merit. Scotty D, I, I will be so done almost to the point with the NFL if they – I get what you're saying when it comes to Zeke and what he went through and a couple other players and whatnot, but this, there is no merit to this. And I hope at the end of the day that all comes out in the wash. And here's the thing. I'm going to tell you right now. If Deshaun Watson is guilty of any of these things, hey, punish him. Absolutely. But just off a of hearsay, hearsay, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I I want this stuff to be, you know, BS. But I mean, I I have no idea if it is or is not. I mean, you it's, it seems you like we have we have to find a lot more out before being able to pass judgment one way or the other. It's this is this is tough because suddenly it's like there's one first one comes out and he says I'm not gonna settle. I'm not I'm not gonna settle out of court for this i want to clear my name and then there's 11 more right behind her that's i don't know man it's what you know what i'm I'm gonna say i read the latest article i read was a claim from actually this month where one girl said that she's never massaged before and thought this what do you mean you've never massaged before but you in you know what wow Wow! So, 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 yeah, so, it's a crazy story, man. There's a lot. There's a there's a lot more to unpack on that story. So it sounds like we're just like this. If this girl's saying that's not happening, so now we're just grabbing at straws. But fellas, before we get too carried away in this whole Deshaun Watson and NFL mess and the words of the Almighty be live, I'm gonna take the train and toss it back on the track. <laughs> but guess what? We're here to talk about the madness that is March Madness and this here tournament fellas we start off with the playoff uh, playing games we were from 68 on to 64 and we got some games going on right now in the field of 32 and oh next thing you know it'll be the sweet 16 of these here ncaa tournament i don't want to call it the playoffs but you get it the big dance march madness and the question that i pose to you fellas what are your thoughts on the tournament this far? I'll start with you first, B-Line. This tournament right here could easily go down as 
one of the greatest in history, just because of how much we've had to endure in the past year. All of us, our entire lives have been tossed upside down. And like the, all the factors that go into play, like, I, kudos to the NCAA, and you'll never ever hear me say that again because I think it's a trash organization. Mm-hmm. But kudos to them for at least organizing March Madness and um, in one city bubble, et cetera, et cetera. All the all the things that they fi- they finally got right in, in this life. I because I was really getting the point of what is the purpose of the NCAA, but. Everything that's going on, and I, I love like I I love more than anything that these double digit um ranked teams and everything, like some of the storylines, Abilene Christian, um Abilene Christian, Oral Roberts, 15 seed is now in the Sweet 16. Oregon State is in the Sweet 16. Syracuse is in the Sweet 16. Let me say it one more time just to poke the bear. Syracuse, the Orange, are in the Sweet 16. (laughs) UCLA playing. They played an extra game in the Sweet 16 as an 11 seed. It is a wonderful, 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 wonderful day in basketball. And it's a horrible day for brackets. (laughs) Yeah. Horrible, but dang! And I'm I'm gonna update everybody in a little bit. I want to hear what Eddie, um, what um, Scotty D has to say about this tournament, and I'm gonna update everybody on our mad the sports bros madness that those. Now you don't have to do that. Yes, I do. Nobody wants to hear that. Yes, I do. Yep. Uh huh. I gotta do it. Yeah, you got the doing. You got the doing. I don't think our listeners would be interested in that this year, but. To, to me, I'm, I'm wondering what the heck is going on with the Big Ten. And it actually, the, the Pac-12 is one that's coming out looking good here. And you got to start with the actual first game with UCLA knocking out Michigan State just to be officially into the into that first round. Uh, I, I heard Jay Billis say on the Four Letter Network on Monday morning that it was up to Iowa to carry the flag for the Big Ten, and they got smoked by Oregon on Monday afternoon. I mean, <laughs> it is not going well for the Big Ten. I had Iowa winning it all in one of my brackets in a championship game in the other bracket, and that is just, oh, my God. Three of their starters scored zero points against Ugh. Oregon. Zero. Their starters, three. You have five starters. Three of them scored zero. Luca Garza can't do it all. I will, what, oh my God. <laughs> what do you score? 36? 30, 36. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Lord. yeah killed but, it. Let me, but let me, let me say this because this is the one caveat about this year's March Madness. Oregon had a bye week. They did. Oregon, Oregon, would, Oregon had one less game to play when they went against number two ranked Iowa. And I'm sticking to it like it really matters how much I can actually talk about it. But then again, um, my bracket is still looking better than some of the other people in uh, Sports Bros Madness. I'm currently sitting in first place um, where um, Eddie Cool's in second, tied for fourth, because I'm also tied for second with my second bracket, 
but that was the one that had our winning, so I'm just going to throw that away because it's horrible. Um, Rodney and the Money Man, they're tied for fourth. Terrible Pete Talansky is in sixth place. And then you have Scotty Heineman and Mr. Marcus 81 tied for seventh. Mr. Marcus 81 had North Carolina winning it all, and they lost in the first round. <laughs> yeah. But that is your updated. How, how about Georgetown? You were really big on them last week. How, um, how um, um, that, that's, that's not necessary. How are that's they, a, do, how are they this, doing? This, 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 last, see, week, this, last week you were, you were talking about them being your big sleeper and how well they were doing, riding the momentum from – from the big East and you, you are, what you're not going to do is disrespect Patrick Ewing. I, I just, I just, I, I didn't see what happened with Georgetown. So give me an update on, on how that was. Going. Yeah. They, 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 they lost by 20, <laughs> gave up 90 plus points. They played absolutely no defense, but Hey, I did pick Abilene Christian to win in the first round. Yes, I did. Number 14 seed. In the middle of BFE, Texas, I tell you, you try to point out Abilene on a map. I bet you can't find it. <laughs> but but is it, is it in Houston? Not even close. Oh, it, it's literally almost like dead center. It's it's off of I twenty. It's one hundred and fifty miles west of Fort Worth, Texas. Off of I twenty, just like he like he was just cruising up that highway the other day. Listen to you. Hey, Wikipedia is something else. I'm trying to say, you got to, you got to, you got to do your, you to do your research. Ah, you like, know I, where it is. It's right off I-20. Just you know, just yeah, stop by Fort Worth area. You know, yeah, this over there somewhere by the DFW. Well, yeah. But you got, you got to think of it this way. They got to think of it this way. At least, like it's um, Oral Roberts is representing Oklahoma because Oklahoma ain't rec- representing Oklahoma. Oral Roberts is located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. By the way, just to let you know. I see you got to do your research when you come for them. But, man, I'm, I really, like, then, he, of course, the, another great story, Loyola, Chicago. What, the, the um, I can't remember her name. What, she's like a hundred. Sister Jean or something? Yeah. yeah. Like a hundred and four years old, made the trip to um, Indianapolis with the team. And just, wow. Just, it's. Stories like that, that's what makes it madness. It makes it absolutely beautiful. Let's yeah, it makes it. it fun. Yeah, it makes it fun, man. That kind of, that, those are the kind of the kind of things that make make this tournament fantastic. I always say this is the best sporting event going, and it, it's living up to it this year, man. It is, despite the, the, the limited amount of fans. I think it's just like families in the stands, which is nice because you still have – some of the live crowd reactions and, you know, they're, they're pulling for each other. I, I, I like that, man. It's, it's making it nice to have at least, you know, some people with up there rooting for him, but yeah, man. I mean, we're seeing a lot of underdogs. We'll see how it shakes out in the second weekend, because I've said this before underdogs winning doesn't always translate to a good deep, deep part of the tournament. It's fun to watch an underdog win early, but then, you know, sometimes they run out of steam and you get bad basketball going forward. But um, there's still some big teams left in it. Um, as we're recording, Michigan is crawled out of the hole and have a one-point lead over LSU at halftime. That's like the Big Ten's big hope right now is Michigan. But uh, Gonzaga has looked good in their in their couple games. I mean, everyone's everyone and their mother was picking them to win it. Um, and, and I said last week, 
I didn't see enough Gonzaga this year to to say that's a bad choice. So I picked him. I just went with it. And what I've seen is a, a dude with a crazy mustache and a really good team. Yeah, Gonzaga's a really good team, man. Because I think from what somebody told me, they like during the season they've averaged like what ninety points a game. They've literally been like blowing people out of the gym all year long. And if this is the year for the Zags, then this needs to be the year. No excuses. You over here blowing people out of the gym, scoring 90 points a game. Because think about it. You only have two halves in college basketball, the first half and the second half. And if you're over here like scoring like 90 points, then there should be no reason that why you should not um, win the whole damn thing. But yeah, uh, Loyola, Chicago, that's another great story as well. Cameron Crutwig. Yes, Cameron Crutwig. He looks like um Walter from the WWE. Yeah, with, with a mustache and a flat top. And um I watched them, I watched them earlier this year. Was it during the uh, their conference tournament or whatever it was? And they played Drake. I think Drake had like lost one game at that point. And um they gave Drake all they can handle. That is a very tough, they they play fundamentally sound team basketball. And I think, as we said, like last week, that gap between the major colleges and the mid-majors is, is really slowly. I mean, each if, yeah. you ask, if you ask me each year, it's just starting to shrink more and more and more. Think about no it. No question. They, they beat the number one seed, Illinois, yesterday. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. And, and, and they played Illinois tough the entire game. I watched the entire game. They played them tough the entire game. Illinois didn't know what to do. They're two studs. It, it took them forever to get started, and when they got started, it was a little too late. But um, yeah, they 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 just they just they they might make a run. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the elite eight. Would not be surprised. Wouldn't be seeing nothing eight. surprises me at this point. Not nothing <laughs> would surprise me. I'm I'm going to apologize on the air real quick because I just did I did not believe in Gonzaga. I did not believe in the West Coast Conference. I really can name a second team in the West Coast Conference. Maybe San Diego State. Maybe. I'm not sure. But the, the two games I've seen Gonzaga play in this tournament, they have made short, quick work. It has not been close. And I've, whew, as, the, as the other big teams fall, Gonzaga just might do it. We see we still got plenty of basketball to go. It's madness, baby. Yes, sir. It is madness, baby. And that's, you know, it's the most wonderful time of year. Think about it, fellas. We went last year with no March madness, none <laughs> whatsoever. But guess what? We back now. We back. And Virginia not back neither. You know, they got bounced in the first round as well, too. So, uh Yeah. Yeah. So the the last the defending three, champion, the <laughs> last the last the last three tournaments for Virginia, bounced in the first round, national champion, bounced in the first round. <laughs> yeah. They, wow. they go from one extreme to the other. They'll win might it again. Might want to take them in twenty twenty two, baby. That's <laughs> early favorite. Yeah, yeah. You just might have, if if that's the pattern. Yeah, bounce out. Yeah, bounce out of first round, win it all. And then you know the asterisk abbreviated year, and they get bounced again. Like, yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. So, fellas, um, yeah, this this tournament's going good. Um, I thought my brackets were busted, but they weren't. Um, I'm glad they weren't busted because I'm over here like mm-hmm, I do these brackets and I'll never win nothing. But um, from the looks of it, it's been holding pretty strong. So, Michigan, 
Yes, I know these folks in Ohio are gonna give me hell, but Michigan, let's let's hey, that's why I picked the win. So let's um let's make this happen. All right, let's make this happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a new segment on this here Sports Bros podcast, and we're gonna let Scotty D tell us what it's all about from the mind of the money man, Scotty D. What you got for us? All right, we're gonna do this. We'll do this every once in a while from time to time. We're gonna call this segment. I call BS. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give these guys four different statements regarding the March Madness NCAA tournament. And one of those statements is going to be BS. Three of these are going to be actual facts. And you guys going to, I'm going to let you guys decide which one you think BS is. So here, here we are. Statement number one, number one, in 2013, the first number 15 seed in tournament history advanced to the sweet 16 that team was florida gulf coast that's number one number two in 2011 butler defeated the first the only first four team to ever advance to the final four that team was gonzaga number three and i'll repeat these again for you so don't feel like you're under pressure to memorize them number three In 1976, that was the last time a team went undefeated and won the national championship. That team was the Indiana Hoosiers, 1976. And number four, the team who has earned the most tournament NCAA tournament appearances without going to the final four in the tournament was in the tournament again this year. And that team is BYU. Let me repeat these for you again here. In 2013, the first 15 seed in tournament history made the Sweet 16. That was Florida Gulf Coast University. True or untrue? Number two, in 2011, Butler defeated the only first four team to ever advance to the final four. That team was Gonzaga. Number three, in 1976, that was the last time a team went undefeated and won the national championship. That team was Indiana. And number four, the team who has earned the most NCAA tournament appearances with 30 without reaching a final four was also in the tournament again this year, and that team is BYU. Which one of those do you call BS on there, guys? I'm... I can't imagine Gonzaga in their first four. Like, I know that I, they, I just can't, they've been Cinderella for a while. Now they're far from Cinderella now. But two, you said 2000, I, I 2011. call BS. I call BS on Gonzaga. I call yeah. BS. Yeah, I, I call BS on that one too, because Gonzaga has been very good for a very long time and, the, the the term Gonzaga and playing game is like oil and water. Don't mix. So that's BS. In 2011, Butler defeated the only first four team to ever advance to the final four. That team was VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. Ah, yes, yes. Ah, 
and, and, that- and Butler was an uh, was an eight seed. And no, uh, the highest seed I think was Kentucky that year, and they were a four seed. Mm-hmm. So one, two, and three were out that year. VCU had a heck of a run. If you remember, that was yes, that that yes. put them on the map. That was an exciting run they had. And it's that started from the first four to the final four. Yep, and part of that help uh was it was his name Shaka Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaka's yeah. yeah. team at eventually i think he stayed there another year or two before taking the job at texas but that was what put them on the map that was a heck of a run but yeah florida gulf coast went to the went to the sweet 16 as a 15 seed that was in 2013 i think they beat georgetown in one of those first two two rounds if i'm not mistaken uh indiana the last undefeated team and gonzaga trying to break that streak this year so that was kind of the easy one to rule out and then byu never been to the final four 30 appearances, never been to the final four. Good job, guys. I'm impressed for our first segment. You guys called BS on the correct one. Yes. Roses really smell like boo. (laughs) Outcast, please don't sue us. If anything, we owe you for the members that you bought upon us. And that was the first ever installment edition of I call BS. I call BS. But you know what, fellas? You know what we're not going to call BS on? What is that? What is that? I'm glad you asked. We're not going to call BS on our favorite segment of the show, The Choice of the Voices, because we love it. This is what we do, 101 episodes in. So without any further ado. Hey, yo, button. (laughs) Hit it. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite portion of the show. Man, you guessed it, 101 episodes in, and it's still the choices of the voices. Where Scotty D asks a question, you give us the answer, and we talk about it a little bit, and we pick at you, but it's all in good fun. And with that being said, Scotty D, what's the question for this week's Choices of the Voices? I asked the the listeners to tell us about some of their favorite March Madness memories, and I didn't limit to anything specific. I said storylines, famous shot, games, whatever, big moments, and um must have had a little static coming through because we didn't have a whole lot of uh, creativity this week, but we did get a couple good answers. And Eddie, cool. Let's see what we got here. Run them off for us, if you would. All right, let's get it. Choices of the voices on the one oh one. So here we go. We got the Hall of Famer himself of the Sports Bros Podcast, Uncle Max, and he says, "I watched this game with who was once my father-in-law, which means he wouldn't. He ain't no more." Um, Duke, Duke versus Kentucky in the 1992 in 1992 for the Eastern Regional with 2.1 seconds left. Grant Hill inbounds the ball to Christian Leitner down the court to achieve a last-second victory against Kentucky. That shot, uh-huh. It was the greatest college basketball game I've ever witnessed. My father-in-law was rooting for Duke, and I was rooting for Kentucky. We had a dollar bet on the game, and he didn't let me live it down for quite some time. That's a pretty good moment. Maybe a lot of people consider that to be, like, the greatest college basketball game of all time, at least tournament-wise. Uh, I remember I, I I had fallen asleep and missed the entire first half and watched the coming down the, the, the stretch. And I liked Kentucky. I was personally a, a fan of that team, and – it kind of made me sick because, like everyone else, I was hating on Christian Leitner, but incredible shot, incredible game. Yeah, Kentucky had a bunch of, like, 
like what during the early like during the 90s kentucky had a lot of like their teams were loaded and i think that was before like the whole one and done thing kicked in like back in the 90s like i said you had what mark pope tony delk jamal mashburn at one point um yeah don't don't. mashburn might have been on that team i can't i can't swear to it but it was he was right around that time yeah that team was fully loaded 100 percent. all right moving right along we got joel turner he says i miss my main man jimmy v and my wolf pack has not been worth a damn since he was forced out. So he just said he just misses the wolf pack. Yep, misses the yeah. wolf pack. Yeah, Jimmy V was a coach during the 80s, right? Yeah, and had that famous scene where he was running around the court trying to find one of his players to hug, and they were all hugging each other. And it's it was it was a classic shot. Running around here like somebody give me a hug. Somebody give me a hug. I need to hug somebody. Hey, come here. You give me a hug yeah. somebody. Yeah, RIP to the legendary, the great Jimmy V. Jim Valvano. All right, Chris Phillips, he said, Mario Chalmers hitting that three-pointer to beat Memphis was awesome. Yeah, that's when Mario Chalmers was at the University of Kansas, and they played the Memphis Tigers, which had Derrick Rose in that team, correct? I think so, yeah, I think so. Cal Perry was coaching that team. Well, hell, it don't matter. The wins got vacated any damn way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it don't make a damn bit of difference. That's another good one. All right, we got Craig Burns. He said, I'd have to say that the way the Patriots are spending in free agency this year is my most memorable March Madness moment. Reeks of desperation, the free agency spending. Anyway, back to basketball. <laughs> D-line is just... Box. Uh, yeah, I, box. That, yeah you, you knew better than that. You knew better than that. I'm you. I talked about that earlier in the show, and then come to find out you talking about it in the wrong part because it wasn't the question. <laughs> no, stop it. Do better. Penalty box. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We got Dave Romito. He said, "Pit." Versus Vandy, nineteen eighty eight, but he's joking about it though, and I think that's, yeah. a, that's a Scotty, that's a shot at you, Scotty D. Yeah, jug, 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 jab, jab, jab. He had to get you. Yeah, they lost. Uh, I think Pitt had that was a that was a team that had Jerome Lane and Charles Smith was really good, and I think this was a second round game and Pitt was leading and there was a three pointer thrown up to tie him at the buzzer and then Pitt lost in overtime. I'm pretty sure that's the way that went, but. Um, that's why I think I, I responded by saying that was a bad joke. But Dave Romito also was a as a Pittsburgh guy, so he remembered that one. But I'm pretty sure that's how that went because I remember my heart being broken back then. And I'm pretty sure that was the game that did it, where Pitt choked up, uh, ch- choked on their opportunity with a, a team that was really good, a team that a lot, lot penciled in, a lot of people penciled them into the Final Four, but never happened. Yep, that's when Vanderbilt had teams worth a damn. Now, eh, <laughs> not so much. All right, and that's it for our listeners. It's time to ask the sports bros, us, what was our most memorable moments in the college basketball, including, like, you know, March Madness. So um, I'll go first this time. Well, my answer, I remember, B-Live, I don't know if you remember, um, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings. I think the year was 2005, and it was a 2004-2005 National Championship. UNC versus the Fighting Illini, the University of Illinois, right? So it was the National Championship game, duh, of course, and it was a battle of two number one seeds, right? Um, 
throughout the season, Illinois was running through everybody. They ran rough shot through the competition. Um, in the polls, they were ranked number one at 37 and one. And North Carolina was number two at 32 and four. Man, UNC had Raymond Felton, Marvin Williams, Rashad McCants loaded. The team Good was team. that team was fully loaded. And and if they didn't win it all, it was all on them. And they were uh, coached by Roy Williams as well, too. Um, Illinois had a guy, Illinois, they had uh, D Brown, Luther Head, and a guy that went on to be pretty good in the NBA by the name of Darren Williams. Yeah, Darren Williams. Um, it was a slugfest in the beginning. It was going back and forth, back and forth. And then um, right before halftime, uh, UNC went on like an 8-0 run to come back to, to the second half. And uh, Illinois, they kept, Luther Head just kept on shooting them threes and trying to get them back into the game. But by that point, it was too little too late and they win the national championship university of north carolina 75 to 70 and sean may was named the final four mvp yep so um that was a game i was like this is pretty doggone good you know yes i was about four or five beers in but <laughs> the game wound up being pretty doggone good scotty d what you got well a couple of years ago when we started this, I, you might remember that I, I mentioned the 1990 run uh, with Loyola Marymount after Hank Gathers had passed away and they got super hot and Bo Kimball shooting the left-handed free throw in his honor. One of those teams they beat along the way was Michigan, who was defending champion, and they ran them off the floor. Ultimately, they would lose to UNLV, who would win the national championship there. That UNLV team was obviously incredible, but... You know, there was a, that memory of Michigan, the defending champion. And the year before, Michigan won the national championship, beating Seton Hall in overtime. And I can remember watching that game. And Ramil Robinson got sent to the free throw line with no time left on the clock, down two. He had to make both free throws to get to overtime. And he did. And they, they would beat Seton Hall for the national championship. And then one more time with Michigan, I put it on our, our picture, was the North Carolina-Michigan game where Chris Weber called the timeout. And... Chris Weber, you, you know, I think we talked about this before as well, how he he made the best of that really bad situation. He established the timeout foundation and obviously had a great NBA career. But it still always bothers me when he when he brought that rebound down and everyone says, oh, it looks like he traveled. But why didn't Jalen Rose go get the ball from him right away? That that one always bothered me. I was like, he's the point guard. It's the biggest situation possibly right now you don't have any timeouts you need your best ball handler to get the ball go get it Jalen but he he didn't and I know it happened real fast blah 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 but those are some super memorable moments to me and three times Michigan was involved in those from the early 90s late 80s early 90s be live what you got well um as a lot of people probably know I grew up a North Carolina basketball fan I've I've since converted over to be just Clemson across the board because I caught some flack, but I I will still always have a little piece of my heart right here for North Carolina basketball, and Eddie Cool alluded to um North Carolina winning it. I'm actually going to allude to one time they lost it in devastating fashion. Uh -oh. Guys, this is very recent though. You guys remember the 2016 national championship? Villanova Wildcats. Yeah. Oh, I was sick. Yeah, that, that's I the was, other picture I, was I have sick. on the Ooh, I was <laughs> sick. I was Ooh. sick. I'm just, I'm just telling you, like, just 
the up and down, like North Carolina was down by 10 points with four minutes plus a little, a little over four minutes to go. And just North Carolina clawed their way back. And for them to tie the game with 4.7 seconds left. And on a crazy they, shot too, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, off balance, ridiculous. And it, the whole place lit up. Like it was, did that really just happen? It was, um, it was by Marcus Page that um, tied the game up. But then Villanova, no timeouts, drove the ball down 4.7 seconds ago. And it was it's – not, it's not a moving pick, but it was basically where you had a guy trailing right behind the ball handler, and the ball handler handed it right back to him for a deep three-pointer that just hit bottom, and you saw 0, 0.0 on the clock. For Villanova to win it at the buzzer by three points. I'm just, it was just the excitement. It is like, it was, it, 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 it tore a hole in my heart. It just, God, to be so close to fight so hard for that, for it to come down like that. But kudos to Villanova. And that's what makes madness beautiful, gut wrenching, all at the same time i just it's one of those things you could not have hit a bigger shot i think the um, only other the bigger shot i've seen and like it is it, just through history was it like um was it an it was an alley-oop by houston was it or not even an alley-oop but it was the, the shot was short that was you, the nc state game that was, was the yeah, was valvana state. game mm-hmm. nc state yep mm. so but yeah like again that that was that's a close second to me, but yeah, that 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 Villanova buzzer beater, man, wow. There was a shot similar, not not the same, not not similar as far as the range, but as far as winning a national championship, that uh, was Keith Smart, I believe, that hit it for Indiana over Syracuse in in the '87. I think it was the '87 finals, and that Syracuse team had Ronnie Cycli and. I think Derek Coleman may have been a freshman on that team. Don't quote me on that, but it was a really good, really good Syracuse team. And Indiana had Steve Alford was their go-to guy and he was incredible, but it was Keith Smart, who I think was a freshman. We hit it, hit that game winning shot to, to give Indiana and Bobby Knight, their last championship. Haven't had one since. There's also one. It, it, oh my God. It just hit me. It was, um, during the women's, yeah, during the women's national championship, I want to say it was Notre Dame and Mississippi State. I know the, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. And the shot literally came. It was the last shot of the game. It was a corner three. I was like, yeah. oh, man, she put it up. Like, I was like, literally like hanging on my couch. I don't care about no Mississippi State. I could care less about Notre Dame. But that moment right there, I'm like, wow. And this is a women's college basketball game. So I'm looking, looking, looking. I'm like, oh, she finna throw, she finna throw up a prayer and it falls and it sinks. And next thing you know, Notre Dame wins the national championship. And I was like, and then just like B Live said, the madness. And I think that <laughs> same girl had hit another buzzer yeah, earlier in the yeah. tournament, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to say it was back to back games. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I too, really yeah. want to say it was back to back games she did that. And, Incredible! Yeah, I remember that, and I was like, "Yo, 
What's the last that, that, I think it's Ogubawale, something like that. But I'm, but yeah. don't, yeah, 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 Ogubawale. Yeah, I was like, are you serious? Yeah, she did it back. Cold as ice, back to back games, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I was sitting thinking, I was like, there's another one too. And I, I just remember playing this day, she hit that three pointer, and that was it. That was it. All right, gentlemen, with that being said, B Live gave yours, Scotty D, you gave yours, and I gave you two for the price of one. And with that being said, shout out to Uncle Max. Joel Turner, Chris Phillips, Craig Burns, and David Romito for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Fellas, guess who's out of Facebook jail? Matty Ice, welcome back. Yep. Free Matty Ice. <laughs> Free Matty Ice. Yes. And the funny yes. thing about it was, I was looking on Facebook and he commented. I was like, oh, he's back. Oh, he's back. Maddie Welcome Ice. Welcome back. Maddie Ice, we're waiting for you, baby. We ain't forget about you. We ain't forget about you none whatsoever. So you need to do what some of these, you need to do what some of these kids do and make a backup Facebook profile just in case you get suspended like you did. So that way you won't miss nothing. You won't miss nothing. Don't ask me how I know. Just trust me. I know what I'm talking about. And Scotty D, with that being said, what's the question for next week's Choices of the Voices? All right, we're going to go one more time with March Madness here. What March Madness star from the years past were you most disappointed in when it came to their NBA career? Now, sometimes we never even hear these guys. So you get to the to a final four and you think, man, that guy's going to be a great NBA player. Actually, I'll give you an example of one that went the opposite way. In 2003, as a big Pitt fan, Pitt had kind of had a resurgence in their program and ran into Marquette and a young guy who I'd never heard of by the name of Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade just cooked Pitt that night. He had 20 points in the second half and cooked it, cooked them, and obviously went on to a Hall of Fame career. But that doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you have a Ramil Robinson who projects you, you know, hits your free throws, takes you to the national championship, then loses to Loyola Marymount and has a disappointing NBA career. So we're looking for situations like that. Someone that, that catches your eye during the March Madness tournament and you think, man, this person's going to be really good. This is going to be an awesome NBA player. And then fizzles so give us one of those come up with somebody for that get creative let's hear what you got here that's our topic next week guys for choices of the voices all right and with that being said there's been another edition of the choices of the voices okay boys let's bring it home with a round of pepper all right you heard the woman's time for us to get the hell up out of here but before we go it's time for a round of pepper that's right you heard a woman say she ain't got no reason to lie none whatsoever you know how we do it here at Pepper. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really. Uh, we're here to enlighten, educate, and we're going to see how bad that the almighty be live can get on Scott's nerves. <laughs> All right. And with that being said, I'll go first. Now, earlier we were talking about the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. That's right, the Ramblers. And on this day in history, back in 1963, the um, Loyola Chicago Ramblers defeat the Cincinnati Bearcats 60 to 58 in overtime. A whole lot of three points, three points being shot back then. Yep, they defeat them in overtime as the Ramblers win their first national championship and their first appearance. Can Cameron Crutwig and the crew do it again this year? We shall see. Over to you, Scotty D. Go Ramblers. All right, guys, a legendary athlete retired last week. Some people say it wasn't a sport, a real sport that he retired from, but we had to say goodbye to a legend. That's right. Slappy slap ass retired from horseshoes last week. It's not a real sport. 
I, I would never talk about something not a real sport like horseshoes or or bowling or darts or anything like that. So I'm just going to talk about the fact that LeBron James sprained his ankle. Him and AD are go- both going to be out for a while. No big deal. We'll see you in the finals. Be live over to you. That that was an interesting way to start off that segment, and then to come with some something that the entire world already knew when it came to Pepper. But it's th- thanks for thanks for the update there, Scooter. Um, <laughs> anyway, since since he wants to since he wants to lead off that way, I'll just go ahead and dive into my first Pepper point, honoring a legend in my my preferred sport of choice and that is bowling i thought you were deadly with it from three point range i thought, I thought well, I was, oh that we that was 20 uh, some odd years ago uh, okay. i'm not i'm not as much of an athlete now but yes it does take quite <laughs> a bit of athleticism despite popular belief in the sport of bowling especially when it comes to endurance because the amount of games you have to bowl in a given week just to get to what you see on TV. People only mm. see the the four or five games possible with the stepladder. That's mm. only that's all what people see. They don't see the 32, 36, 42 game qualifiers just mm. to get to that point. Mm. But uh, you try bowling 42 games in three days and see how how well you do. Anyway, I'm gonna need, need a new shoulder if that's the case. Right. 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 But this goes out to PDW, Mr. Pete Weber. Who do you think you are? I am. That was weird. He he was weird for saying stuff like that. Exactly. He's goofy. What a goof. He was a big goof. And we loved him for it, or you hated him for it, because he did have he did catch a lot of flack from a lot of different personalities because he was brash. But this past week, PDW decided to call it a career after 41 years of bowling. All and all he did, you know, all he did is won 37 titles on the PBA tour, 10 major championships, another 11 titles on the PBA 50 tour. And he's one of two people in the history of PBA to have masked over a hundred total PBA titles, him and the likes of Walter Ray Williams Jr. Another legend, another legend. Oh, absolutely. I I wish you would disrespect. I I, wish you, I have a a signed autograph picture of me and him. I'm holding up my my multicolored bowling shoes. You got it. Let's see. This guy is off the chain. I tell you what, but yes, PDW, thank you for everything that you brought to the sport of bowling. We salute you, and be- best of your next journey and everything that um everything that you do. Yes, sir. Eddie Cool, the ball. All right, and I get the ball back all right my second pepper point we're going to be talking about the new orleans saints the division rival of me and b lives beloved carolina panthers now during the regular season the new orleans saints had a issue had a problem they were violating the COVID 19 protocols placed by the nfl and through the season they got fined now of course during week two sean payton was fined 
Sean Payton and the organization was fined $250,000 and $100,000 respectively for failure to wear a face mask um, when they played against the Las Vegas Raiders. Then in week nine, they were fined $500,000 for a massive celebration in the locker room and a forfeiture of a future seventh round draft pick. Well, recently, as of a few days ago, there was some more handed out to the Saints to the tune of surrendering a sixth round draft pick in 2022 and also a $700,000 fine. So let's do some math. Well, that, yeah, that's a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, do, do the little quick middle math. Seven, five, carry the two, put the six over here, multiply that by three, and put your percentage point over there. Yeah, that's a whole lot of money for not wearing your mask. But um, hopefully um, everybody will learn. If you don't wear a mask, here come Roger Goodell, pow, pow, the sheriff, and he will get you. Over to you, Scotty D. Come on, Saints. Pay attention to what's going on. Do better, baby. Do better. All right. Uh, recently on the Four Letter Network, we're showing a couple replays from a 50-year-old fight between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. It's been 50 years since our first fight. And, guys, I just wanted to put over the fact that these dudes were punishing each other for 15 rounds. Nobody does that anymore. It, it's 12 rounds now. These guys fought three times. Ali won the second two, but Joe Frazier won that first one where they were just out there just just tearing each other apart. Um, I just it, to me, it's still it, when we watch heavyweight fights these days, they don't get to 12 rounds half the time because these guys are slow and lumbering and and knocking each other out. But these guys went 15 rounds, I think, every time. I think the third fight. Uh, they stopped it in the 15th round, but man, that those, those fights between those guys just pummeling each other was legendary and it impacted their lives. Really. It, it really like affected them for the rest of their lives. So just wanted to say happy 50th anniversary to Ollie Frazier one be live over to you. Much respect, much respect to Ollie Frazier. Those fights, they, they solidified and pretty much defined the boxing sport and in its purest form. Speaking of boxing, there's a, in legends, there's been a little bit of talk going on between one Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. And this is off of the, the um, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight. And Evander Holyfield and his can and his team say that Mike Tyson turned down a twenty-five million dollar guarantee to fight Holyfield on Memorial Day weekend. Mm. Tyson says, and I'm pretty sure there's more facts or whatever to it. Tyson says pretty much the you remember that um the the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight was on Triller. Yep. Yeah. Tyson wrote on Instagram, just to be clear, there is no Tyson with Triller fight. I don't know any Triller executives personally. I don't have a deal with Triller or any head executive representing them for the next event. And he says, I'm a partner in Legends Only League, and my next event is with my 
league. So hey, it has got it's got to be a little bit more than money to it. Would y'all want to see Holyfield Tyson three at their age right now? I would not. And my <laughs> guess is that Tyson maybe you know it's it's Memorial Day weekend. He's gonna be barbecuing. He doesn't have an appetite for ear. He's gonna be cooking barbecue that weekend. <laughs> That's what nah. I got to figure. Pass it on $25 million. I don't know. I, I, I hope it never happens, dude. I, I don't want to see this mess. Yeah. Would you? No, I really no. don't. It's, but, yeah, with that being said, Eddie Cool, the ball. All right. My third and final pepper point for the first time in the history of the Sports Bros podcast will not be sports related, but you might want to stick around for this one. Okay. Now, in 2019, I graduated with my college degree from the Ashford University, which is now known as the University of Arizona online campus. So I went from being a, I think it was a crusader, whatever it was, to a wildcat. Wow. So anyways, I've written a lot of papers, talked to a lot of people, written a lot of discussions. I've done a lot. And I know about correct grammar. So this pepper point is about correct grammar, okay? In public forums, listen to me clearly. So this past weekend, I had some interactions on a uh, Facebook uh, light page of a certain professional sports team, which I'm not going to mention the name. It's just listen to this. So they were talking about a signing of a wide receiver, right? And so the top comment goes just as follows. What they good he make rookie of games for real do, <laughs> and so we over try to figure out what's going on and really try to decipher everything. Okay, say that again. Read okay, that again. I'll Please. say it again. <laughs> what they good he make rookie of games for real do. Okay, so it, it gets better. <laughs> And so we're making gifts and memes trying to figure out what in the hell is going on. Um, and somebody put a Dave Chappelle gift that said, huh? And he said, huh? But English, some can this be fixed. <laughs> Wait a minute. It gets better. I got to get on this board, man. I got to get this. <laughs> this person then goes to say, I mean, player, he good for games were. WR wide receiver <laughs> have been catching up. You think, and then does this, and then somebody said, "Hey man, you speak much English?" <laughs> and I just flat out told him, "I said, look, grammarly, because I can't understand a word you're saying." So here's the deal. All right, so here's the deal. Whenever you get online, right, whatever kind of phone you got, I'm pretty sure that it has spell check. All right. I still have my Grammarly account as to where if I make grammatical errors, they'll fix it. Now, I'm not trying to tell you to be perfect, but if you want to be understood on public forums, learn how <laughs> to spell. And you got people out there, they talk shorthand. It's like, hey, do we, do we, we don't understand all that. Like I said, I've, <laughs> I've spent many nights writing papers, many days reading content and material, and for the Sports Bros podcast, whenever I post the description, I use Grammarly. I still have that from school. And let me tell you something, Grammarly is free. 
So if you want, and, and like I, and I'm a journalism and mass communications major with a minor in communication studies. If you want to be understood, make sure what you said is being clear. Not no, this what? This is who that who that said no. And if you ever text me, if you text me shorthand and wonder why I don't text you back, because I'm not trying to read this mess. I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. So in the words of Scotty D, do better. Complete do better, full, baby. Complete full sentences. They teach you this in school. I gotta put this out there because I'm 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 piggyback off this real quick, Scotty, my bad. But W-O-M-A-N, woman, is singular. W-O-M-E-N is plural. How do you mess that up? I'm sorry. I can't deal with it anymore. Next person that does it, I'm calling them out on Facebook. They're going to be mad at me. I just, I just, there's other things that I could go on, but woman is one. Women is more than one. How do you not know that? I'm sorry. And some of you need a refresher course on there, there, and there as well. I got. I they got are T H E Y apostrophe R E there. That's anyway. All right. I, like, like I said, I understand creative freedom and everything, but when you're in public forums and trying to get anybody to understand what the hell you are saying, no shorthand, use Grammarly. I'm pretty sure your phone got spell check. Use these resources i got a whole college degree downstairs okay you want to know how i got that was by using correct and proper grammar i'm not mr perfect but you know what do better over to you scotty d i'm sweating well said <laughs> well said eddie cool well said and but i next what <laughs> all right all right here we go Yo, my my third and final point. <laughs> My third oh. and final pepper point of the week. Uh, I was going to do another topic on the fight game, and that was UFC this past weekend. I was super excited to watch Derek Brunson and Kevin Holland. If you guys remember last week, I was talking about how Kevin Holland's a lot of fun to watch because he, he's talking while he's in the ring. And I said, he's the one guy I don't want to see fight again in front of fans because you won't be able to hear him. Well... This dude never shut up during a fight the other night. He actually talked his way into a loss because that's all he did. Very disappointing. Dana White and Khabib Nurmagomedov were sitting at ringside, cage side, whatever. And while this man's on his back, he's talking to Khabib, asking for advice on how to, how to get out of the situation and that kind of stuff. It was, it was actually sad. Dana White compared it to a meltdown likes of Oliver McCall, who, I don't know if you remember years ago, actually broke down and crying in a championship fight against Lennox Lewis and quit fighting. Well, this was a little bit different, but Dana Wade was comparing this to a breakdown. This guy just wasn't able to handle being in the main event of a UFC fight. Derek Brunson said, I don't think that was it because this dude never shuts up anyway, and he was being stupid, and I just won. <laughs> and that was true. And Derek Brunson's probably, he wants to fight Paula Costa, which would be another really good fight. But Kevin Holland, man. You're too talented to, to go out there and try to do stand-up comedy instead of fighting. Get mean, get mad, and go win some fights, brother, because I tell you, what I saw of him, this guy in 2020, he won five fights. He was very entertaining and tough, and it was a, it was a sad clown show on Saturday night. So I'm disappointed in that. 
Uh, we got Francis Ngannou and Stipe Miocic, uh, part two heavyweight fight. I, that's this Saturday, I believe, right? It's yes, it is. Saturday. Yes, mm, got to fight this Saturday. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Another UFC event to look forward to. Be live. Over to you, buddy. All right. Well, let me go ahead and take it on home real quick by doing what I do best, and that is pissing off the money man, Scotty D. <laughs> <laughs> and and this and this time I'm going to do it in what I've done in recent weeks. I'm going to highlight and recap the fan controlled football. Oh, league. for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gotta season, be over by now. It's gotta yeah, be over. Yeah, and yes. This season has come to its conclusion. Oh, how sad. With the Wild Aces beating the Glacier Boys 46 to 40 to become the inaugural Fan Control Football League champions. And what I would like to do is also just give a couple little tidbits and notes about the Fan Control Football League that you might not have known about. Uh. The players, the players that participate in the Fan Control Football League are paid anywhere between 400 to $750 plus room and board, while coaches get paid $3,500 a month with the housing and meal plans. So <laughs> a month, $3,500 a month for a season that lasts one month. Hey, yeah. Two months. It was, it, was, it was a six week long season. But I, I bring good news that the CEO of Fan Control Football, Sarab Faroudi, confirmed last month, uh, this month actually, that the league plans to play two seasons a year, <laughs> one, one in the spring and one in the fall. And they have plans to expand to 20 teams by the fifth year. So fan control football is a thing to stay. And since Scotty D believes that nobody else watches this, week one of fan control football garnered up to 750,000 views. And week five had over two million views. Wow. So it is growing, and you're going to see more of the Fan Control Football League and highlights from your boy, part owner of the Beast, the offensive coordinator, your boy, the Almighty, Be Live. Did he leave? <laughs> well, Be Live. Be live, Mestrada became the owner of a fantasy football team. See what you did? You're, you're live on air. We made Scotty D mad and he took off. Scotty D, don't let this get to you. That does it for another action packed edition, wild, zany, and crazy version of the Sports Bros podcast episode 101. See what I did there? 101. Yep, of the Sports Bros podcast. And then we got Scotty D. What did you start to say? Back in the bird? Yeah, but it was backwards in the middle segment. Hey, but it's all good, though, Scotty D, because we're rolling live, and the people, they probably won't know. They might not care. But anyways, thank you once again for listening and watching the Sports Bros Podcast. To our Zoom viewers or to our viewers on our YouTube channel, we're going to wave at you. 
because we want to see what's going on. And shout out to our terrible Pete Talansky. We've been seeing him uh, commenting on there as well, too. And also shout out to Trey Dizzle. Um, Trey Dizzle had to undergo a procedure today. Um, he's one of our favorites on the Choices of the Voices. Brother, we miss your foolishness. You take care of yourself. And um, yeah, man, if you need us, just let us know, man. The sports bros are here for you. And with that being said, Scotty D, where can they find you? I was tweeting again this weekend. I was tweeting and tweeting and tweeting on the old Twitter machine. So you can find me on Twitter. It's the, the at little at thing. Yeah, it's called, a handle. it's called a handle. It's got a handle. <laughs> handle thing. Squiggly handle at money Donnelly and catch me on Facebook. Maybe I might be on the, uh, the old candy gram one of these days. Or Instacart. Nope. Maybe I'll get on Instacart one of these days, but for now it's just Facebook and, uh, and the, and the Twitter machine. It, 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 Instacart is how you get your groceries delivered to you. Um, right. And yep. I, I, by the way, I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, money Donnelly on the Twitter machine, the tweets and the whatnots. When it comes to me, you can find me at the house working from home. Ah, feels good. Feels good. Um, restaurant retirement party, um, information coming up soon. Cause I'm, yeah, yeah, that's about as I, I want to celebrate it. But when it comes to the Sports Bros podcast, um, we have various social media sites that you can follow us on our Facebook like page, um, Twitter, um, Instagram, YouTube. You can just search us, the Sports Bros podcast. We are available on all YouTube. major sites. Yes. I, I know that one. You, you, yep. you know, you know, YouTube. Nice. Nice. All right. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to yours, truly, you can follow me Um. On on Twitter, um, I see what I think my Twitter is my Twitter. I don't even remember. You know what? I'll figure MySpace. that out. MySpace. Do we still no, have MySpace? No, 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 no. We do not. We do not. Um, hmm. We do. No, no more MySpace. That's a shame. Yeah, it was a simpler times. Simpler times. But yes, hit me up on Instagram. Especially, I do remember that one. Is this be your boy? Be live. No eyes. So. T-H-S-B-E-Y-A-B-O-Y-B-L-I-V to the E. Just be live, you know, not, not to the, don't, you, you know what I meant. Anyway, Eddie, just cut it out. What about, what about your pager? <laughs> Give him your pager number. 281-330-8004. No, that's not it. <laughs> Who? Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. <laughs> Oh man, Eddie Cool Amtrak this thing. Let's take it on home. All right, chugga chugga choo choo. And how many chuggas before you go choo choo? I think it's I think it's four, but either way, that's neither here nor there. I go by the name of Eddie Cool, aka the HOC up in this thing here at the Sports Bros Podcast. The head of creative is B Live is over here counting his chugga chuggas and his choo choos. You can find me in all of the aforementioned Sports Bros podcast social media platforms. Check me out on Twitter at The Real Eddie Cool. Also, show some love to the Sports Bros podcast YouTube channel. We got all kind of stuff coming on there, all kind of stuff. Just 
just get ready. That's all I'm going to say. Just get ready. Uh, we still got March Madness going on. Um, check me out on the Sports Me app at SportBro19. That's coming soon also as well, too. I got to get back on there. I've been away, fellas, but I'll be back better than ever. Um, we also have, believe it or not, two WordPress accounts, but I think one WordPress account is going to be for articles, and the other one is going to be strictly for episodes and everything. So, um, yeah, that's where you can catch us at, and we're all over the place. Fellas, any final words before we get up out of here and watch a little bit of Monday Night Raw and some Marsh Madness and call it a night? What about our LinkedIn account? Did you give them that? No, we don't have one yet, but that'll oh, be we don't have a... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we might, might need to get that, but um, yes, my, my Twitter and my um Instagram are the same. Just be a boy, be live. No, I had to be getting. Yes, sir. Rest in peace, Elgin Baylor, another Laker legend. Absolutely. Yeah, we we lost we lost another one. One of he was an OG Minneapolis Laker slash LA Laker, and then he was an executive for the Clippers organization, if I'm not mistaken. One of the underrated but yet heralded greatest players of all time in the history of the National Basketball Association. With that being said, and in closing, do something nice for yourself, and if you can, do something nice for someone else. They're greatly appreciated now more than ever. Don't be an ass. Wear a mask. Be a blessing and not a burden and take care of each other. And with that being said, it's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. See, we do this thing now where we leave and all that, but hopefully I don't fall out of my chair because I'm in a confined area. Hey, y'all take care. Love you. Bye. Yes, sir.